Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia tree. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio on Biloxi's Back Bay, welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime, the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi. Thanks for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network, or Super Talk TV at C Spire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it is February the 7th, 2022. February the 7th already. Where did January go? Wow. <laughs> Boy, does time fly when you're having fun. That is for sure. Today on Super Talk Outdoors, we're going to talk about alligators and predators and trapping and youth hunting with Ricky Flint, the wildlife coordinator for the state of Mississippi. But um, we'll come back to him in just a second. I also want to give you an update on the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund legislation. And in the final segment, my producer, Cal Curley, and I, my partner in crime, we're going to give you a tribute to a state and world record fisherman, a war hero, our friend, Lieutenant Colonel Retired Dick Wilson, who died over the weekend. And we'll, we'll give you that in, in the final segment. Um, as I say weekly, I'm going to usually leave the politics of the legislature up to my friends, uh, Paul Gallo and Gerard. But from time to time, I'm going to talk about why what happens in Jackson at our state capitol matters to you as outdoorsmen and women. Uh, one of the legislative matters that I talked about a lot the last few weeks, and then again with the Secretary of State Michael Watson last week, is the Outdoors Stewardship Trust Fund. If you love the outdoors, you will love this fund. The House version of this bill will significantly strengthen our investment in Mississippi's outdoors by allocating a percentage of the existing sales tax on sporting goods uh, to the fund. This is called a, a tax diversion. In the House version, the bill, uh, the fund would grow to about $15 million a year. Um, having the trust fund will enable Mississippi to capture significant federal and private matching funds. I often use the example of Georgia. They made a $20 million investment grow to nearly $100 million. So clearly the money we invest will be paid back in significant ways. Last year, the bill to create the fund overwhelmingly passed the House 117 to 2. This year, two versions of the bill, they're essentially the same thing, passed the House 117 to 4. What made it through the full Senate last year was essentially what I what I call a toothless bill. It didn't include private land. With more than 80% of the state being private land, you can't have a viable statewide conservation effort if you don't include private land. We've said that repeatedly on the show, and we discussed this at length with Secretary of State Michael Watson last week. Uh, it didn't give non-governmental organizations like the Nature Conservancy, Wildlife Mississippi, and Ducks Unlimited the ability to apply to the for funds. Um, 
Why wouldn't you include conservation experts who do this for a living? Why wouldn't you include their innovative efforts and the experience they have gained from working in other states? And there was no dedicated funding source. The program would have to wait for annual legislative appropriations. But consider this, that most conservation efforts take years to fully implement and appreciate. How can you commit to, to multi-year conservation projects if you don't have a dedicated funding source? There's still so many questions, and uh, I, could, I could really spend the rest of the show on this. This year's Senate version is similar to last year's, but it's early in the process. I'm hoping that the outdoorsmen and women in the Senate take a leadership role on this effort and help get Mississippi to a place where we can be conservation leaders. We're the capital of the outdoors in the United States. I say that every single week. This landmark legislation would have generational conservation impact in this state. So I look forward to giving you the latest on this effort and I pray for conservation leadership in Mississippi. Now let's shift gears and move over to my friend, Ricky Flint. Uh, Ricky is the wildlife coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's the alligator program coordinator, and he's involved in the fur bearer, uh, uh, fur bearer and nuisance wildlife uh, program as well. So without any further ado, let me say good afternoon to my friend, Ricky. How you doing, man? Good afternoon. It's good to see y'all. It's good to see you again. Look, I look back on... Kyle and I have done, I don't know, five, six hundred shows for Coast View on the coast. And one of the shows I really enjoyed doing was the time that you and I spent together talking about alligators and record alligators and what's happening over the, the Pascagoula uh, River area and really all along the coast in terms of alligators. But it was a fun show. You're a good storyteller, and I'm really looking forward to spending some time with you today. Um, how you been? Oh, I've been great. Um just like everybody else, been uh, trying to make it through the the active hunting season and and dealing with all the uh, the public. Uh, been doing some enforcement work. Uh, been working on some of the WMAs and uh, as of most recently, just uh, helped this weekend uh, with the youth waterfowl camp uh, that uh, we have been going on now for. I'm not sure how many years, but it's been over 10 years um, that we now host up at Muscadine Farms up in the north uh, central delta. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot to cover today. and I really want to spend a little bit more time today actually talking about where your love of the outdoors came from. But, but you know, your work in the youth programs, you've always been dedicated to that. And it's, a, it's an area that the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks has always been dedicated to, you know, bringing the outdoors to youth. Um, and we know, we know and you know that the, the key to success going forward is that we have to bring more people into the hunting and fishing and outdoors community. And you guys have been really focused on that for, for a very, very long time, haven't you? Yeah, I think the agency uh, years ago saw the need to um, focus on working on captivating youth and, and adults as well. Uh, in the tradition of hunting, fishing, trapping, and, you know, as things are going with society, um, things are changing constantly, and and I think a lot of what brought this to light is just the realization that uh, hunting and license, fishing license sales uh, have shown a trend to decrease, not just in Mississippi, but nationwide, and, you know, some of that is uh, is just a change in society, and uh, most most adults um, 
are not as involved in hunting and fishing as they used to be, and consequently that's going to uh, see an effect uh, over time. Uh, and so uh, anything that we can do to encourage you to get uh, introduced to hunting and fishing uh, and, and adults as well, uh, is is a bonus, and I, I think we see in in many aspects of youth programs, whether it's a youth waterfowl camp or a a, a hunt for disabled kids, uh, veterans, uh, or archery in schools. Um, more times than not, once you get those people introduced to something that they've never been a part of, that they've probably um, had impressions about what it was like until they actually experience it themselves, we find that those people hang on and and they they follow up and and then that's the that's the main goal is to get them involved in hopes that they will also be the ones that will carry on the addition to the next uh, generation. Yeah, I, I focus every single week. I always talk to my guests, and we'll talk to you about this here shortly. But I want to know where people's love of the outdoors comes from. And, ju- you know, from the people that I talk to on this show, those who are ambassadors for this state, like Will Primos and Toxie Hayes and people inside the department, so many amazing people inside the department that I talk to, they got it from their fathers and their grandfathers. But uh, but you and I both know this as well that the, but the, the kids that I've seen fall in love who did not who did not have a father or a grandfather who was there to show it share it with them who have fallen in love with the outdoors they it, it captures them and you know I like to say that that's the thing that saved me you know it kept me out of trouble when I was growing up and we see so you know when young people who again don't have the generational impact here who get it who get who get introduced to the outdoors it like you say it sticks and the same things for adults I have taken friends of mine who never never even held a fishing rod before but they get out and they they smell it and they see it and they and they enjoy what what it's like and they understand that catching the fish is just part of the experience just like if you hunt deer actually shooting the deer is just you know it's, it's just an exclamation point on what was already an amazing experience that once they experience that they come back to it again and again so you know with mississippi being the capital of the outdoors you know this show you and people like you have to stay focused on making sure that we're doing the kind of programs that give people an opportunity to be introduced to the outdoors like for example the waterfowl camp you guys had this past weekend it was very successful for you wasn't it yeah uh you know, Houston Havens and Darren Hodgesty, who work in our waterfowl program, have put together an excellent uh, event uh, that that sh- um, you know people can put in an application and uh, we'll we'll approve those. And I know last year and the year before was a little difficult with COVID. Uh, this year we're pretty much back in full swing. We had 12 participants uh, from all across the state uh, this year, and uh, they had a great time. It was it was great. Y'all shot some ducks and and made some memories. When we come back, we're going to continue our front, our conversation with Ricky Flint. He's a wildlife coordinator for the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks. He uh, he has he's involved in the nuisance program. He's involved in the alligator program. We're gonna we're gonna tell his story when we come back. See you after this break. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. 
This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Carter Jewelers is giving away roses and kisses with every jewelry purchase. And when you draw your Hershey's Kiss, you'll receive extra discounts up to 30% depending on the color of your kiss. These additional kiss discounts apply to all the jewelry in our stores, including jewelry with second and third markdowns, all engagement rings, loose diamonds, and hundreds of pieces of fine jewelry marked down under $100 and under $200. These kiss discounts also come with a half dozen roses from our friends at Greenbrook Flowers during this massive clearance sale, which add up to incredible savings store-wide. We have 18 months interest-free financing, layaway, and no credit check financing. Thank you to our friends who have voted us Best of Jackson for the last three years with the Jackson Free Press. So kiss discounts up to 30% off free roses as Carter Jewelers at the corner of State and High Street, downtown Jackson, and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Why don't you mind your own business? Mind my own business? What's that supposed to mean? No, I was just thinking about all of the news of tax changes, insurance changes, regulations that are being passed down to business owners. I don't have the time to keep growing and to keep up with changing payroll regulations. I know. It seems like all I do is handle employee-related problems. You know, I hear PeopleLease can help. How can they help? PeopleLease can handle our payroll, taxes, employee benefits, and workers' compensation. They even offer an affordable and customizable 401k program and a 24-7 online human resources support center for all my HR needs. Think of all the time we'll save letting People Lease handle our payroll and benefits administration. I'll be busy growing my business and letting People Lease take care of the rest. Sounds like a good business plan with People Lease. Let People Lease mind your business so you can mind your own business. Call now 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025 or visit freepayrollquotes.com for your free quote. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I'm, I'm pleased to be joined by Ricky Flint who works with the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's involved in trapping and nuisance wildlife and alligators, and he's got a long history of being involved in in, um, in the outdoors in Mississippi. Hey, before we get to your, your specific story, Ricky, I want to... I want I want to tell I want you to tell people about your commitment while we're on the youth issue of your commitment to bringing the outdoors to disabled youth. Talk to me about that. Well, um, I'm trying to think back what year it actually got started, but our agency, along with the National Wild Turkey Federation, 
um, worked cooperatively to develop what was then called the Wheeling Sportsman uh, Hunt for uh, disabled youth. And that uh, program has just grown uh, to a amazing event every year where literally over a hundred or more kids are, are being hosted to go to properties uh, that are uh, donated by uh, cooperators uh, who donate their time, their property, their resources, their facilities uh, to host these kids. Our agency is, is well involved uh, to find kids to put them together out in these hunting environments and this usually occurs in the month of october prior to the opening of deer season um and they have a unique opportunity to go out and uh i started being involved in that from the first year and um it's it's addictive uh when you get to see some of these kids and their faces and their reactions uh even just to um the handling a gun for the first time and uh, the excitement they have by putting that bullet in the on the paper and close to the target of the bullseye and and then uh, getting to experience them uh, in the outdoors you know and and I I say this all the time if if you're not a hunter and fisherman and you don't get to get out and experience a sunrise in the in the woods you're missing out and um, there's there's so much to be. Um, involved with and experience that if you wait till seven o'clock eight o'clock in the morning to wake up and you're not outside seeing it happen you're you're just missing a lot and i think that a lot of our hunters and fishermen uh get their enjoyment from just that experience and uh it's just great to get involved with those programs and uh see uh those kids experience that And uh, and it becomes more than just the hunt, the actual taking of an animal. Well, thank you for for your commitment to that effort and for all of those involved at the at the Department of Wildlife, Fishery, and the Parks. We appreciate their efforts. Over a hundred kids. That's that's truly amazing. Um, Okay, where did your love of the outdoors come from, Ricky? (laughs) Oh, that's a good one. you're 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 from my generation. I'm I'm sure you're a member of the Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, and uh, I grew up watching Mutual of Omaha on Sunday afternoons, and uh, that was something that I um, had a great interest in from the very beginning. Um, and I remember uh, going through high school, and everybody was trying to figure out what they were going to do when they went to college and what they were going to major in. And I had, I had absolutely no clue. There was nothing that interested me as far as what I thought college was about. And then I found out, oh, there's a there's a career field in, in forestry and wildlife management in Mississippi State. And, um, I mean, I latched on to it. I said, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, you know, I, I had no inkling of uh, where it could take me, what my future might look like, but that's what I wanted to do. And uh, so I went to Mississippi State, uh, got a bachelor's degree in forestry and wildlife management. And uh, my first job out of school was working with the USDA, which is now the Wildlife Services, doing research on aquaculture and depredation by water uh, birds that um, cause damage to the aquacultural facilities, primarily catfish ponds in the Mississippi Delta. Then in 1993, I took a job with the Mississippi Department of Wildlife as the area manager. I was the first area manager at Mahana Wildlife Management Area in Twin Oaks and uh, 
worked there for about four years, then had the opportunity to move up to uh, Columbus and take an associate biology position and uh, help develop what is now Black Prairie and Hell Creek Wildlife Management Areas. And um, then was given the opportunity to uh, move back to Jackson and take over the uh, alligator management program. And I uh, did that in 2003, and I, that's where I've been ever since. And uh, it's it's been great. Everything, every program I've ever worked in is has just been a passion of mine and um, kind of fell off into this alligator thing. It was farthest from my imagination that that's where I would wind up. But um, I've now learned that alligators are the absolute most amazing uh, wildlife species in, in North America. And what a pleasure it is to get to work with them. Well, we're going to talk more about them. You know, it was interesting when you mentioned Mutual of Omaha, it just, all these thoughts started to be conjured up. But you're right. I mean, I, rem- I didn't think of it this way, but whoever missed the Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom back in those days with, yeah. with uh, Marlon Perkins. And later, yeah. I, was, uh, I was a volunteer in an event in Jackson, and Jim Fowler was there, and he you know, brought some tigers and, and lions and whatever. And I uh, had the opportunity to work with him and get to know him. You know, I, yeah. I think he, he died a few years ago. But I remember how I felt when I met him. I was just so happy to to meet this guy who had had such a great impact on me and my love of, of, of wildlife. Um, I have the whole so, series on DVD if you ever want to borrow it. <laughs> oh, do you really? Yeah. My wife gave it to me for Christmas one year. That is that is so cool. That is so cool. Hey, look, it was interesting, uh, sort of exchanging notes with you about, you know, the, the history of trapping in America. People don't understand trapping. I was talking to my friend Mark Creech this this uh, actually yesterday, and uh, he has hunting land that he leases down here in South Mississippi in, in Wiggins, you know, right outside Wiggins in Stone County, and they have a huge hog problem. And uh, he was explaining to me how sophisticated the hog trapping uh you know process had become where he gets a he gets a uh, he has a camera there it uh, sends a message to his phone he can literally watch live as he you know make sure that the maximum number of pigs are inside the track before he engages the release and and captures the the pigs but this becomes so so fundamentally advanced. Um, but you know, it really dates back in, in America's history. I mean, anybody who really paid much attention to Lewis and Clark, they, they know that history really well. But how did you have to go back and remind people that the founding of America was was that trappers were big time involved in that? It's I, I love to remind people of that. You know, we. You, you've heard that story in, in uh, history when you're in school, but really and truly, this nation was um, explored and discovered by fur trappers uh, who were, you know, carrying their way across the Mississippi River into the West into uncharted territories in search of fur resources, primarily beaver, uh, to be traded with the Europeans back from where they all came from. And uh, because of that uh, exploration, all these areas were discovered and they came back and reported about the abundant territories, the the abundant rivers and all the wildlife that uh, were there, some wildlife species that they had never experienced before. And uh, 
and to come back and you know report that and then that is what led into the development uh, exploration of, of what is now the United States of America and it, a lot of people you hear about Lewis and Clark but you don't really understand that this whole thing was a fur trade uh, that started this country pretty amazing pretty sm- and then you know, like, like the conversation I had with my friend Mark over the years, the, if you if you if you get trained properly and you use proper techniques, there have been big advancements in making uh, harvest more efficient, more effective, more humane. It's been amazing for you, I, I think, probably to watch the advancements in the trapping trade. Yeah. So you know, trap devices themselves have not change that much in 200 years uh they're they're very basic um what has changed is uh how we use them and um you know all the states work together uh with an association called the association of wildlife fish agencies and um we develop what is called best management practices for the use of traps and um they they have the animals' welfare in mind, but also uh, keeping in mind that they need to be effective traps. And and trapping is a very important tool that, in for the management of many wildlife species, uh, it's the most effective and most efficient way to remove some of those animals from the habitat. On a recent hunt at my place outside of Greenwood, uh, we have a hundred acre cypress lake. I was deer hunting, and as the, as the sun started to drop. I heard the most unbelievable sounds of coyotes yelling, and, and it was echoing through those trees. It was truly remarkable. I want to talk about um, predators and nuisance wildlife and all that. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Ricky Flint from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. See you after this break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, we have mostly sunny conditions, high near 55. Tonight, mostly clear and cold, low around 26. Your Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 58. Tuesday evening, clear skies, low around 33. And for your Wednesday, sunny skies, high near 64. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Rogers Dab Service Parts and Quick Lube are open Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. and Saturdays from 7 a.m. till 3 p.m. Crossgates Brandon or RogersDabs.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because... It was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Who's that again? I don't know that number. Please hold for a very important message. And skip. 
You can skip robocalls, but don't skip your well visits and recommended vaccines. They help protect you. So ask your doctor or pharmacist about any recommended vaccines you may need. Really? Again? And skip. A public service announcement from Vaccinate Your Family in collaboration with Merck. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Janie King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, hospitals, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. For your clean and healthy building, go to JanieKingCleans.com. That's JanieKingCleans.com now. Janie King. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Speaking to all men, if you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. COVID numbers are going down, but there's no decrease in the need for care. Kim Hoover, COO of the Mississippi Hospital Association, told us that there are almost 3,000 registered nurse vacancies at hospitals across Mississippi. The RN vacancies have continued to climb as uh, RNs leave for a number of reasons. Many of them have left to work for travel agencies. Some have simply said, I'm not going to do this anymore, and decided to take a different path in their career. Others have said, I'm going to retire early. As a result, hospitals are closing beds because they don't have the staff to man them. She's concerned that that'll continue to happen until they close their doors altogether. Education for nursing students is held primarily in hospitals. And if you don't have staff in hospitals, then you are unable to take nursing students in. That is the crisis right now that we are seeing that is so very different from what we've seen in the past. I'm Kelly Bennett. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay-and-play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrating its 100th year in 2022 is the largest general farm organization in the state. But whether you're a farmer or a consumer, Farm Bureau works for you through its many policies and programs. And we can also help your money grow. From discounts on automobiles, mowers, and equipment to hotels, car rentals, and vacations, Farm Bureau's got you covered. Join today and download the member savings app so you'll have over 200,000 discounts at your fingertips. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. 
It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have Ricky Flint from the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. He's kind of a predator uh, specialist. He he deals with all kinds of predators, including alligators, I might add. And uh, if we have time, we'll chat a little bit about that as well. But as I was going to break, I mentioned about coyotes. Coyotes, just in general, in Mississippi, they're pro- are they essentially the top predator? Um. Well, they they certainly have a a major impact. Um, one of the most widespread. Um, it hadn't always been that way. Uh, prior to the 1970s, uh, they were not, but in a, you know, a few parts of the state as they made their migration across the Mississippi River. And, uh, some of that was exacerbated by people relocating them. Uh, but, uh, they certainly have an impact, uh, in every county of the state. They're found statewide as well as bobcats and fox and things like that. Hey, I had a friend of mine who asked this question. You you had mentioned, and I was amazed by this, actually, because I didn't know this, that coyotes can have a 25-mile radius that they do yeah. business in. But if their den is in a per- certain area, does that make them, do they have a central area of uh, a sort of uh, operation? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so there's so much we can talk about coyotes. We could spend a whole um a show talking about coyotes alone but yeah so they have these tremendous uh home ranges that ex- can easily expand over 25 square miles and so for the the small landowner who may only have a 40 acre or several hundred acres uh managing coyotes on your property is almost futile uh, because of the overlap in ranges that exist out there um we know that um and I've done forgot exactly what the leading question was there, but um, they yeah yeah what 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 coyotes if they have a den will they have a sort of a base right. of operation so yeah they they do uh, den uh, particularly the the adult females with that family group that is there which consists of usually one alpha male and an alpha female with other sub subordinate males and females and juveniles uh, wherever that den exists. Uh, that female is going to occupy that, occupy that space for some time, uh, several months without venturing out very far. Uh, that's usually the time of year that we get the most complaints, um, about someone concerned about, uh, coyotes have been preying upon, uh, you know, uh, pets that are running loose, free ranging cats and dogs, uh, because they do become territorial at that time and, and if, uh, a free-ranging cat or dog comes across that immediate area where the den is there, they're subject to be predated upon. But other yeah. than that, it's, it's not that frequent because there's such abundant prey populations out there. And we try to remind people all the time when you're talking about predator management, um, you can you can have a goal thinking that you're going to do something great for your game species on your property by going out and removing as many predators as you can. But at the very bottom level, you've got to start looking at habitat first. And that habitat, uh, we want to assess it based on the wildlife species that you're interested in trying to manage. 
And if we don't have their bare basic needs, uh, ample food resources, cover, if we're talking about turkeys, do we have nesting habitat? Do we have uh, cover for broods to escape into? Same thing with quail, same thing with deer. And a lot of people have the, um, the misconception that if I can go out here and remove a whole bunch of fox and uh, coyotes and bobcats off my predator, off my property, then I'm gonna have abundant game species. And that's not the truth because you can go and remove those but if, if the prey base is there and they're extremely abundant and you remove predators from the landscape, the ones that still exist actually increase their health, actually increase their propensity to produce more young. And wow. so it is a, it is a action reaction process. Uh, but we try to encourage folks to look at the bare ground, get down their level and uh, look at the habitat and their basic needs first. Uh, you can do some predator uh, management, uh, particularly just prior uh, to turkey nesting season that can have some uh, effect if you're also doing some good habitat work. Uh, if you're trying to protect fawns during the fawn dropping period, same as well. But if you think you're going to go out there and move a bunch of these predators uh, one part of the year and that you're going to be in good shape for the next year or two, it's simply not going to happen. You got to habitat first. What's your thoughts on the bobcat? So, uh, what I tell people is, um, yeah, people people have this conception that bobcats are destroying uh, turkey populations. That bobcats are destroying uh, fawn deer during the fawn dropping process. It's all about opportunity. Um, if if we've got a tremendous resource out there that is on the landscape at the same time. Obviously, bobcats and coyotes are going to encounter those game species and take them. But that's really not their major prey item, except during that time that they are on the ground and very accessible. Nine months of the year, they're preying upon uh, cotton rats, uh, field mice, uh, birds, uh, amphibians, insects, uh, you know, uh, soft mass uh, from the trees and all these things. And so that, that very base prey base is what's driving the population. And, and predator populations do follow those prey relationships. Uh, they are absolutely going to take uh, some turkey poults or tur even adult turkeys given the opportunity but that's part of the landscape that's part of the ecosystem and people need to understand that but where we see the biggest problems is where you have habitat that is really lacking um, that when there is a prey base there there is wild game species and they don't have the adequate resources they don't have escape cover and things like that then they do seem to have an impact but it's usually because the wildlife species themselves are not doing very well themselves. I get it. I get it. Look, we don't. We're going to do a whole show on alligators. We're going to. We'll, we'll get that scheduled here pretty soon. But tell me about the upcoming alligator season. Well, let's see. I think this will be year fifteen, maybe sixteen. If I do the math right, uh, of our alligator hunting season that uh, was started in Mississippi in two thousand five. Um, we 
have not gone before the commission to get everything approved for this year, but uh, I am uh, toying with uh, some new opportunity for this year, uh, and we'll wait to see how all that pans out. We're we're in the planning process, trying to get it all figured out, but for the most process, for the most part, the process will remain the same. Alligator hunting zones will remain the same, and uh, likely the same number of permits. Uh, it's going very well, and it's one of those things. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, we worked long years, uh, about twelve years, before we really had it going right, and and um, with the process that you know we now have, where it's a, an electronic application process. We do that during the first week of June. Anybody who's a resident, sixteen years of age or older, can go in and apply. Uh, for one of those permits in one of the seven alligator hunting zones. Uh, if you're drawn, you get drawn, uh, you get uh, notified by an email. Uh, the applicants know the day that that email is going to go out so they can watch their email. You get it. There's a link on there. You go in there and buy your permit immediately. You have 48 hours to do so. Uh, any remaining permits after that first permitting process, we do a second draw to, to try and uh, fill all of those available tags. The alligator hunting season is 10 days long. It starts the last Friday in August, and it's been very successful. Uh, the people who have gotten involved in it have gotten hooked, and um, it, it's been a great ride just watching uh, the interest and the group of people who are out there uh, being involved in it. And, you know, again, we're going to come back and have a uh, – we're going to visit for at least a couple of segments about how – how to do it right what are the proper techniques you know how do you have to do it to be legal in the way you hunt for them some of the records across the state is incredible we make we make some big alligators in this state don't we ricky we do so what's the current record so the current record we have two alligators one on private lands and one on public waters that just barely exceed 14 feet one is 14 and a quarter inch one's 14 and a half inch long uh, the heaviest one's 832 pounds, I think. Uh, yeah. So seven, 800 pounds is, is nothing to uh, be uh, – it's, it's, it's a nice size alligator. It's something to be handled for sure. Well, it's been a pleasure visiting with you, Ricky. I look forward to coming back uh, in the very near future and talking about alligators. This has been Ricky Flint. He's uh, he's a wildlife specialist for the Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And by the way, the Mississippi Ag and Ag, uh, Outdoor Expo is coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Everything for hunting, fishing, and ag. The first weekend of the Dick, Dixie National Rodeo. You enjoy. When we come back, we have a special tribute to Dick Wilson. Y'all come back. Whistling that sweet soul for him. I said three Mississippi to this land called home. I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. I'll carry on. Mississippi.
This is Dennis Stevenson, Director of the Motor Carrier Safety Division of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. The Highway Patrol, in conjunction with the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, is conducting big rig road checks for safety each month throughout the state for motor vehicles. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our roads and highways safe. Since the program began, we have issued over 15,000 citations to ensure that everyone is safe on the road. Troopers and truckers working together to keep our Mississippi roadways safe. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech Mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Bad internet is bad for business. We've all been there. Lagging video chats. What I said. Slow downloads. Oh, come on. It's just not a good look. Instead, call Ceasefire Business. Our local experts deliver gigabit speeds backed by thousands of miles of fiber for the fastest, most reliable internet around. Period. No excuses, no apologies. Just fiber fast internet that works. Ceasefire Business. See how our fiber solutions can help power your success at ceasefirebusiness.com. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I really enjoyed that conversation with Ricky uh, Flint. What a terrific leader he is in the state. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're lucky to have people like him working on behalf of the state. Hey, I want to, uh, to, to say that a really dear friend of ours passed away over the weekend. Lieutenant Colonel retired Dick Wilson, an amazing man, a friend of mine who's an outdoorsman, Jimmy, Jimmy Putnam, Putnam posted, a huge oak has fallen. Uh, Dick owned a, a fishing camp on the point of Alexi. He was, uh, instrumental. And building the uh, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial here on the coast, he was a spirit of the coast winner for his volunteer work. He was an amazing father and grandfather. He was a war hero. I want to share with you a segment uh, from my Coast View show we had down here on the coast. Had him about a year or so ago, and uh, I asked him about his love of Mississippi. And here's here's what he said. <laughs> oh wow, that's uh, to adequately tell you. The feelings, which they're different with different people, um, you, you'd be at a loss. But um, you've been patting everybody on the back, but you got to admit the people that talk about Mississippi, the native of Mississippi, the people that live here, the people that love Mississippi, Make you want to come back. Yeah, they do. They really do. Uh, yeah. They really do. And yeah. people who. And I think the fishing has a lot to do with mm-hmm. it. And, uh, and, you know, by having a couple sides of the spectrum, by having a fish camp, I got to see the guy that. He went to work every day, every day, and dedicated his life to providing Cra- seafood and yeah food. crabbers and, ah, and shrimpers shrimpers. Yeah. yeah and live shrimpers you did a lot yeah. of live shrimping you yourself. learned to love them yeah. and the good part is the meanest earnest and there's that in every walk of life was the one that walked up behind you and hugged you to death that's right <laughs> and you might even say you son of a gun you and use different words but yeah, you took all the air out of me. I love you, Dick. Well, you did. Me too, Dick. Dick, Dick. Dick. Let me tell you what. I don't know many people who wouldn't agree with what I'm about to say, but for most of your life and career, when I knew you, if I shook your hand, I had to go. Get, I had to put oh. my hand on ice afterwards. You, were, you, you. I mean, it was it was a you know a stern handshake to say the least. Twenty eight state records along the way in fishing. Five IGFA records along the way. World all tackle. World all tackle. Um, man, you y'all got it, you know, Marty. That's the reason you're who you are today. You were introduced to a love of the coast and marine oh, art, definitely. and oh, growing up on a shrimp boat. I mean, really made me appreciate the coast and loving the coast and and the fishing. I mean, Dad threw us on a boat when we was like four or five, and then from Okinawa to here. But uh, doing that, and you know, he was talking about. You know what what we each individual loves about the coast but we all have uh different things but you know the people are definitely one of those things but then there's the little things of how many 
you know, watching the sun come up mm-hmm. on the shrimp boat or on a fishing boat and the bite or, you know, that school of bait and the trout just running through it and just, you know, or offshore watching the sun set on the way in with yeah. the box full of fish. You know, those are the incredible your things dad, that we have on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that people Your dad people gravitate gave to. that to you as a gift as, yeah. as y'all were growing up. Wow, hearing Marty, the famed uh, marine artist, and his father talk about their love of Mississippi, Kyle, that was a special. That was a special visit we had with him, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I was, you know, kind of almost in awe of Dick when he was in the studio. Just his presence, really, and yeah. then listening to the stories. Um, it, it's. One of those things that you recognize what that moment is while you're in it. And it was something that I really enjoyed listening to and being a part of. Like, like the story you told about coming back uh, on a CIA mission on an A-1 jet that had like 98 bullets in his airplane and he was still able to land, man. Lord, how mercy. I can't imagine, yeah, that, I mean, how many went through the cockpit just right by him and missed him? How lucky (laughs) and skillful at the same time, we have about a minute left, but how lucky and skillful can you be at the same time? And then just jump out of the plane like, hey, where's the party? Who's playing tonight? (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to say, I asked him, did you go, you know, woo, I made it back safely. He said, no, I want to know who's playing at the club tonight. Who's got the scotch? (laughs) Who's got the scotch? 382 missions. Good Lord. God bless Dick Wilson and his incredible family. God bless them. And uh, anyway, you know, life goes on and we will all be influenced from, from here on out by his legacy. Have a great day and stay safe. Mississippi Media Production.